The Mystery File Collective is intended for mature audiences. The following content may contain material that some people find triggering. If you feel disturbed by tales of murder, mystery, or myth, if you believe that they could traumatize you, we implore you to use your discretion before listening. On the 8th of July, 2014, a young German man entered Varna Airport in Bulgaria to board his pre-booked flight to Germany. Then without explanation, he suddenly ran out of the airport without taking any of his belongings. He was caught on airport security CCTV, leaving the airport, where he is said to have climbed a perimeter fence and entered an adjacent forest. He has never been seen again. This is the mystery of the disappearance of Lars Mittag, also known as the most famous missing person on YouTube. Lars Matang was an only child born in February 1986 in Berlin, Germany. He was an engineer and worked at the GDF power plant. He had numerous friends and a girlfriend. He was a supporter of the German football club, Werder Bremen. He has been described by those who knew him as simply a normal person. Nine days before his disappearance, 28-year-old Mittag traveled with five of his friends to the Golden Sands Resort not far from Varna, in Bulgaria. This was his first ever trip outside of Germany. He had been helping his mother in recent years care for his father, who had suffered a stroke. In fact, Lars' mother had encouraged him to go on holiday, as she felt that he was very deserving of a break from both the work and helping with the care of his father. The Golden Sands Resort is a typical European party beach resort with plenty of bars and nightlife, as well as great beaches. The group of friends spent their time, as you might expect, visiting the beaches, swimming in the pool, and enjoying the nightlife. The holiday took place at the same time 
as the 2014 Football World Cup began in Brazil. During the holiday, Lars and his friends went to watch a match between Costa Rica and the Netherlands in a local bar. As you might expect, the bar was busy with many people from all over Europe wanting to enjoy the football in the sun while having a few drinks. During the match, there was an altercation between Lars' friends and another group of men. Reports here differ, with some saying it was a group of football fans who were supporting a rival German football team, with other reports suggesting that it was a group of local men who started an argument over the World Cup game. What isn't in dispute is that there was a verbal confrontation that nearly came to blows. However, Lars and his friends simply ended up turning the other cheek and leaving the bar. Upon leaving the bar, Lars and his friends went for some post-beer food to the local McDonald's. Lars didn't go into McDonald's. He waited outside while his friends went in for food. In fact, Lars had been eating very little while on holiday, with his friends saying that he was on a health kick. When his friends came out of McDonald's after finishing their meal, Lars was no longer there. Given that the group had been drinking for a sustained period, his friends believed that he had simply decided to head back to the hotel, and they didn't think much about it. When they got back to the hotel, Lars wasn't there either. And, perhaps because the group had been drinking, they didn't really perceive there to be any problem. They were relaxed about the situation. They knew that Lars was an adult who could take care of himself and so they simply went to sleep, anticipating that Lars would turn up in time. They were absolutely correct. When they woke up the next morning, Lars was indeed back in the hotel. However, it had not been an uneventful evening. Lars told his friends that a group of four Eastern European men had beaten him up. He also said that it wasn't a random attack. He believed that the group of men who they had a disagreement with from the bar had somehow convinced the group of Eastern Europeans to attack him. Lars' friends found the details to be a bit sketchy as well as a bit odd. Like why he had left the McDonald's alone, or why he had been out for so long. What is a very real possibility here, is that Lars had suffered a concussion, and was struggling to remember the details. He was very clear to his friends that he had been punched in the head, Given his friends perceived him to be acting out of the ordinary, 
They encouraged him to go and get checked out at the local doctor, just to make sure that he hadn't suffered any serious damage. Following the visit to the doctors, Lars was diagnosed with a perforated eardrum. Lars and his friends were due to leave Bulgaria imminently, but the doctor advised Lars that there was a danger to flying with a perforated eardrum, particularly with air pressure changes on board a flight that could make the condition worse, so he should not board his scheduled flight. The doctor also prescribed him with some antibiotics to prevent any infection. Lars insisted to his friends that they should go home without him and he would catch a later flight once he was confident about flying. So his friends flew home on their scheduled flight, leaving Lars alone. Lars' existing hotel stay had run out, so he checked in to another cheaper hotel nearby while he waited for his ear to begin to heal and the medication to take effect. Whilst in this latest hotel, the Hotel Couleur, staff noticed that Lars was demonstrating some very odd behaviour. He was witnessed pacing around the hotel lobby and staring vacantly out of the hotel window. CCTV footage also caught him trying to hide in a lift. It's apparent that all wasn't right with Lars at this point. He even left the hotel at 1am and returned at 2am again, caught on CCTV footage. But it wasn't clear what he'd been doing during this period. Lars had called home during this period to his mother. He told her about the altercation with the football fans, how he had been beaten up. He also stated that the hotel receptionist had taken a photocopy of his credit card. It's at this point that something became very clear. Either Lars was experiencing extreme paranoia or something genuinely sinister was going on. Lars said people had been following him. He had heard people whispering outside his hotel room. Oddly, he even suggested that somebody was listening into the call he was on with his mother. As you might expect, this left Lars' mother extremely concerned. Lars even asked her to suspend his credit card and that he was worried that he was going to be attacked again. Later that same evening, Lars called his mother once more and told her that he had to leave the hotel because something very bad was going to happen. Lars' mother explained that she would buy him a bus ticket, and then they agreed that it would be better if she would just pay for a flight home. 
next day, July the 8th, Lars left the hotel very early and managed to flag a cab to take him to the airport. The cab driver claimed that Lars' pupils were dilated. Once Lars was at the airport, he phoned his mother again and requested she transfer him some cash using Western Union. Interestingly, Lars was very clear and more like his usual self in explaining how to use Western Union. His mum would later say that this made it clear to her that he wasn't having a manic episode because he was functioning normally. That was the last time she would ever speak to her son. CCTV of Lars arriving at the airport is available on YouTube. You can see him enter, carrying his luggage. Then while in the airport, Lars went to the airport medical center to have a doctor double check on his ear. While speaking to the doctor, the consultation was interrupted by a builder who was working on a construction project in the airport. Lars suddenly exclaimed, I don't want to die here, and then left his luggage and ran out of the room. CCTV footage can be watched on YouTube, showing Lars sprinting out of the airport and into the car park. Once in the car park, he slows down a little and then climbs over a barbed wire fence and disappears into a nearby forest. This is the last confirmed sighting of Lars Mittank ever. It is worth noting that on the footage Lars is looking over his shoulder as if he is being chased, but there is zero evidence that he actually was. Following the disappearance there was an extensive police search in the forest with dogs, but there was no trace of Lars to be found. There was even a global appeal as well as thousands of people who joined the search but no clues were found as to what had happened to him. As you may expect with a mystery with such a high profile on the internet, there are a number of theories. But when you explore them deeply, it's extremely difficult to arrive at any conclusion that makes sense. Perhaps the most obvious theory is that Lars was experiencing some sort of psychological disorder. He had definitely been assaulted and had been diagnosed with a perforated eardrum. Could it be that the extent of the injury had caused him confusion and a heightened state of paranoia? All of this makes complete sense until you ask the question, where is Lars? Surely if Lars was experiencing an ongoing psychological episode, it would not lead him to completely disappear. 
you would anticipate that he would have been seen again or certainly been found during a comprehensive search. There is the possibility that Lars Mittang's condition and paranoia led him to suicide and that he sadly did this somewhere so remote that he was never seen again. And yet, it's difficult to come to terms with this idea that this would lead to him disappearing without a trace. What would make sense is that Lars had lost his memory. Surely though, given the extensive media coverage, surely somebody would come forward with some information. The darkest theory is that Matang had good cause to be paranoid and that he was actually being stalked by a gang of men. We know that Matang was attacked, but there is no evidence to suggest who it was that attacked him. It's reasonable to assume that if Matang had fought back and potentially hurt one of his attackers, then they would not want to let that go then potentially add into the mix that the men who were stalking him were part of an organized crime group. Could they have seen Lars as an opportunity to make money? There have been reports of human trafficking and organ harvesting in parts of Eastern Europe. While this seems less likely than it being a psychological episode of some kind, this would potentially explain his disappearance. But nobody was seen chasing after him at the airport. So we are left with more questions than answers. It's also been theorized that Lars and his friends had either knowingly or unknowingly got wrapped up in a drug deal that had gone wrong and the real reason that Lars had stayed behind was as an insurance to make sure that his friends didn't disappear with the drugs. Then Lars' sudden disappearance from the airport was a way of escaping the clutches of the mobsters. This all feels a bit far-fetched. However, particularly with it being Lars' first trip abroad, and the fact that all his friends resumed their lives upon return to Germany. The theory that does make a lot of sense is that Lars planned his disappearance. After all, if you genuinely want to disappear, what better way to do it than to create a series of mysteries that would leave people guessing as to what happened? Creating ideas that you had a psychological disorder or were being stalked could mean that people stopped looking quite as hard for you because they arrived at the conclusion that you had already met an unfortunate ending. To add fuel to the theory of a planned disappearance, there have been multiple alleged sightings of Matang. One sighting was by a truck driver in Germany who believed he had picked Matang up as a hitchhiker. 
Another, where a homeless man was seen bathing in a river in Dusseldorf. There was also an alleged sighting in Brazil. However, none of the alleged sightings have ever amounted to anything. The other element that goes against this theory is that Lars would probably not deliberately deceive his mother. The final theory is that Lars Mittank could have been experimenting with drugs and got himself so high that he did not know whether he was coming or going. A lot of his behaviors were aligned to somebody on drugs. But again, why would this lead him to disappearing without a trace? Could it be that a combination of all these factors somehow led to Matang's disappearance? It's not impossible that he could have had a severe trauma to the head and also have taken drugs, whether intentionally or by having his food or drink spiked. One of the things that really adds to the mystery is when you actually analyze the narrative. Much of the story is based on hearsay or the word of others. There isn't actually much in the way of evidence. For example, nobody actually saw the alleged fight where Lars was attacked. There was no police report that this ever took place. Lars' alleged strange behavior is only based on the eyewitness accounts of individuals. The only actual hard evidence that exists and what we know for sure is that Lars was behaving strangely in Hotel Kalur and that he ran out of the airport, then walked towards a perimeter fence and was never seen again. The Mystery File Collective do hope that this won't be the end of the Lars story and that one day we will be able to tell you that Lars has been found safe and well. Oh, and finally, if you are going on holiday this year, perhaps traveling from an airport, do be careful. The number of people who disappear from airports every year runs into the hundreds. Have a great holiday.